Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum We're all aware of addictions. Uh, we're all aware that certain addictions are prevalent in our society, and these addictions cause uh, certain problems within the everyday lives uh, in the world. However, we're not truly aware of the extent of the addictions, especially the extent of the addictions in our own lives. And in order to have a real understanding of the extent of the addictions in our own lives, we have to look very closely at how we function in this existence. Now, we all repeat often, la ilaha illallah, which means only God exists and nothing exists except God, or only Allah exists and nothing exists except Allah. But the reality is that we are addicted to the fact that something exists besides Allah. And that something that exists beside Allah that we're addicted to is ourself. The fact that we exist. We are addicted to the fact that we exist. And in the midst of that addiction, we live our life as if we exist. We do the things we do as if we exist. We function in interactions with other people as if we exist. Because we can't imagine existence without us existing in it. So, what is it that holds on to this addiction? What is it that gives us this belief system? What holds us in place in this way of seeing things? Before we get there, let's talk about how this hinders us and how this keeps us from understanding the truth of existence. If nothing exists but Allah, then everything that we believe that exists other than Allah is a veil that keeps us from the truth, is a separation that keeps us from reality, is a veil that keeps us from coming closer to Allah. And where do these veils exist? What holds on to these veils? What keeps telling us that we exist? What keeps 
putting a place for us in the world. Our thought process, our mind. Our mind believes we exist. And what do we call our mind? Well, lots of things, but one of the things we call it is reason. So we use our faculties of reason to create addictions that keep us separate from Allah, to create scenarios in existence that keep us separate from Allah, to create patterns within life that keep us separate from Allah, to create thought processes that keep us separate from Allah. In reality, there is not a lot of difference between hallucination, imagination, and reason. They just have different names. They all conjure. They all conjure thought patterns. Now, we have defined normative through the conclusion of the opinions of many minds within our culture. And what they've done is they've defined it. And they said, this is within reasonable existence. And this is outside. This is neurosis. This is psychosis. In other words, this is a little bit out. And this is far out. But they've defined what reasonable existence is. But in the light of Allah, what is reasonable existence? And how do you get to the point of real existence with Allah or to Allah? How do you how do you how do you make the shift from existence in this world to existence with Allah? How do you make the shift to that intermingling? to that knowledge, to that area beyond hakikat called marifat? How do you make that move? Within the world, there are many different levels and there are many different positions and actions appropriate at all these levels. But what is the level that's beyond marifat? What is the level that is beyond this world? And how do we get to that level? Within many uh, Sufi orders, there is a tradition that they go into a secluded area, not necessarily a cave or a cavern, but something like a cave. Or a cavern, sometimes underneath mosques, sometimes attached to meeting halls, but a place of absolute seclusion. And they do this for a period of 40 days, and they get fed by associates, but they essentially stay there for an extended period of time. And what's the purpose of this? Why do they do that? To separate an individual
from all of the magnetisms and hypnotisms that they have fallen addicted to in their life and that they constantly interact with and that fortify their addictions, that bolster uh, their addictions. They're like, on the old Gothic churches, there were something called flying buttresses, where they built walls uh, against the walls to hold, well, not exactly walls, but they built things against the walls to hold them up so they would stay better. Uh, and, and, and when we're out in the world, all these things that we hold on to and that we see and that reinforces <coughs> are like flying buttresses that keep our addictions in, in, in shape, that keep them acting as if there was something there. One of the most prevalent addictions and one of the ones that if examined becomes absurd is the fact that reason can take you to the end of this path. That reason can take you to the end of this road. That within reason you can find the cure to this existence and through reason you can find reality. Well, if nothing exists other than Allah, then reason is other than Allah. So, if you are to go to where Allah is, to where that place is, where nothing else exists, one of the things that you have to leave behind is reason. So, if we think of reason as the end of our own ability to perform uh, in a cognitive way and to come to conclusions, if we define it that way, then we can conclude from that that the place where Allah is to be found is beyond our own ability to cognate, beyond our own ability to come to conclusions, beyond our own ability to reason, beyond our own ability to imagine, beyond our own ability to hallucinate, beyond our abilities. So when we get to the point where we have exhausted our ability and we get to the point where everything within us has given up, we reach surrender. And what is Islam? Islam is surrender. The point is, to what extent do we surrender? Do we surrender to imams? Do we surrender to what certain people tell us? Or do we surrender everything? Can we get to the point of ultimate surrender? Can we give up every single one of our addictions, including the one to ourselves? Can we give up every sort of imagining? Can we give up every sort of hallucinating? Can we give up 
all our ideas? Can we give up all our sacred thoughts? Can we give up all our pious thoughts? Can we give up all our thoughts? Can we actually surrender? Now, it's right out there in plain view that Islam is about surrender. It's not a hidden thing. It's not an unknown thing. But depending on who you're talking about, who you're talking to about surrender, you get a different view of what surrender is. Only the Sufis, well, maybe not only the Sufis, but the Sufis take that surrender to the penultimate, to the point where there's nothing left within you. And that's why the Sufis say to die before death is the Sufi way of life. But to begin to comprehend the meaning intertwined in that phrase, you have to actually begin and go through that surrender process. You have to begin to give up what? Everything. Anything. All things. Whatever comes to your mind has to be given up. Now, when our teacher, Muhammad Rahim Bala Mohaideen, used to talk about the magnetisms and the sparkles and illusions and hypnotism of the world, they're essentially what we're attracted to. They're essentially what we hold on to. They're essentially our connection to the illusory. And our connection to illusory is the same as us being hypnotized or the same as us being magnetized. We have an absolute connection to these things as if they're stuck to us or we can't control our behavior when we come in contact with them. Now, this isn't exclusionary to certain things. This is about everything. And when we can conceptualize the extent of what's being asked of us, we can then begin the process of getting to the point of doing it. Zikr is a form of stilling addictions, of stilling what we're magnetized to, and replacing it with a constant resonance of, the, of a name of Allah. So when we repeat, Ya Rahman, 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 Ya Rahman. It's supposed to be a cleansing of everything that's within us of everything that we hold on to, of every idea that we have, of every thought that we can possibly imagine, and replacing it with, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman. 
It's stepping out of the illusory existence and entering into Yarachman, 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 of escaping from the everyday temporal world and going to Yarachman, 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 a constant throbbing, beating resonance that begins to pulse with the resonance of reality, that begins to pulse with the resonance of all creation, that begins to pulse with the power that pulses through the universe and doesn't cease. And then we become in contact with that pulsing. We become aligned with that vibration. We become at one with that resonance and leave the resonance of this illusory existence. And that takes an absolute understanding of surrender and then leaving all understandings and surrendering. We usually constantly conceive of things through examples involving form. But we should know that form examples and understanding form are pathways towards the formless. The story about Abu Bakr when asked to give charity came forward and said, I give everything that I have. And when asked by the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, who will you look for and what will you, what will you retain for the support of you and your family? He responded, I look for my support from my prophet and my Lord. He was at a point where he could surrender. Now, the example of giving up his worldly possessions is an example of that surrender, but it's also an example of giving up the attachments. It's also an example of leaving that which is in the world, but it goes further. We have to leave that which is in the mind. We have to leave the thought process. Because the thought process, the mind process, is a never-ending cycle that keeps going and going and going. And if our intention, and we have set an intention towards knowing our Lord, then we have a decision to make. Either we're going to know the world or we're going to know the Lord. And as long as you know the world, as long as the world holds sway on you, and that's what I mean by knowing the world, as long as the world tempts you, as long as the world influences you, as long as you do things for the purpose of the world as opposed to for the purpose of Allah, you are being held back from understanding the truth. Muhammad Rahim Baal Mohayyadeen 
often said, only Allah can know Allah. Well, if you want to be in that state, you have to go to that state, which is beyond this state. So everything we can define, everything we can understand, everything that we can see, every thought that we have is not Allah. Because Allah is beyond all of these definitions that we're capable of having and creating. So when we get to the point where we are in despair because there are no more thoughts, there are no more definitions, there's nothing else to hold on to. We've surrendered and we're in free fall. That's the beginning of coming to know reality. It takes an enormous amount of courage to leave everything we've known since we've been children. It takes an enormous amount of courage to leave everything that we know that's given us comfort through our, our lives. It takes an enormous amount of courage to leave everything. Not just some of the things, but everything. And this is the underlying motive within the path, <coughs> to leave everything. And then to function without attachments within the world so that we no longer have a will here. We only exhibit his will. I remember being with uh, my teacher and he had come down to where I was living with my wife and we were going to take him on uh, some of the touristic things that uh, are done in that area. And one of them was a wildlife refuge, which was quite, quite a big place that had lots of birds and was really quite beautiful. And he says to me, we'll go, but you know, I have, none, I have no interest in any of these things. And that was the point. He didn't have any interest in any of these things. None of these things meant anything. To him as far as reality was concerned. There was another time when he was leaving to go back to Sri Lanka and someone asked him if he would be coming back to the United States, United States. And his answer was, if Allah needs a microphone, I'll come back. But if he doesn't, I may not come back. We need to understand the state of that existence where the only reason things are done is because of Allah's will. And we have been moved aside, put out of the picture, but put out of the picture from our, by ourselves for ourselves. The real understanding of what surrender means. May 
it come to be that the courage is given to us to give ourselves in, to surrender ourselves to Allah, and to allow everything that we know to be replaced by His resonance, His essence, His truth, His reality. Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahman. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.